This episode is brought to you by Fireside. Fireside is a podcast hosting and analytics platform created by podcasters for podcasters. Fireside was started by Dan Benjamin, the founder of this network, 5x5, taking everything he's learned since 2009 from making podcasts for a living and turning it into a platform for podcasters everywhere at any level of expertise. Fireside has it all. Unlimited uploads, unlimited downloads, in-depth and powerful download metrics, a super fast CDN for the best possible download speeds, multiple podcast support, free, one-click podcast importing from platforms like Libsyn, FeedPress, Simplecast, and SoundCloud, plus custom domain mapping, complimentary SSL certificates, a beautiful, responsive website with your own artwork and hosting guest pages, also tons of advanced features like sponsorship integration, chapter markers, a bookmark lit for links, auto-posting of future episodes time code linking and so so much more guys you can try fireside for free for seven days during which time you can import your existing podcast while taking advantage of every feature fireside has to offer the unlimited plan starts at just 19 dollars per month there's no commitment or long-term agreements to worry about just visit fireside.fm today take the tour find out all you can make it work also Enter at the movies in the How Did You Hear About Us section to show your support for this show and shows like us. Fireside, by podcasters, for podcasters. Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Hi, everyone. Episode 44, Five by Five at the movies. Exciting. Yeah. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm back. You are back. Wait. From didn't... work. Oh, but so you were back last episode. <laughs> yeah. You're tired, huh? Yep. I'm not tired tonight. <laughs> I'm on oh, day six out of ten in a row. All right. Well, sorry you have to work for a living. <laughs> Terrible. Sometimes for four whole hours at a time. <laughs> Most Garbage. times. Most times for four oh, hours. Poor baby. At a time. <laughs> My God, when do they give you the key to the city? <laughs> uh, after you. God damn right. All right, let's hop into it. Let's do the mailbag. Mailbag. There's no mail. Oh. oh right. Let's do reviews. Hey, it's the reviews. There's no reviews. Oh. There's no ratings. There's no nothing. Oh. Let's do the charts. It's time for the charts. <laughs> okay, you are tired. Okay, um, we're up in the charts. We're, uh, we broke 1,200. Yeah, uh, we peaked at eleven eighty four in nice. TV and film, which means people are listening and we're getting more popular. Yeah, or every other um, or podcast the, the, from one thousand one hundred eighty three <laughs> and higher is getting worse. <laughs> they're, they're getting worse. The bots are multiplying. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. I can't think of a positivity uh, or like a positive outcome of bots downloading our show though. No. Like what? What do they get out of that? Nothing. We don't even have any fucking advertising. <laughs> yeah. I keep doing that same long ass fireside spot because none of you motherfuckers will send me five dollars to say a goddamn motherfucking thing. We've been saying it for weeks now. So just five bucks, we'll say pretty much anything. If you send me five bucks, I still have to send four to Dan Benjamin. <laughs> that means me and Dan get fifty cents each, and that's all it's gonna take for us to stop playing that stupid fireside spot. Uh, and I'm sorry. I called you motherfuckers please keep listening to the show <laughs> all right let's get into some news also thank you fireside for hosting us <laughs> i mean not, we're not even really on fire it no. doesn't matter all right doesn't matter, matter. They send us me money they just send us money <laughs> fuck you fireside how about that um 
there's a bunch of Instagram uh, posts posted about Ghostbusters 2020. Okay. Which is cool because I kind of thought this was a pet project that was still kind of ethereal in the way that Bill and Ted 3 is. Oh, yeah. No, I thought it was actually supposed to be coming sooner than that. I thought it was like late this year. Nope, 2020. All right. Uh, the two posts, one having like, a, it's like a, almost like a like a Midwestern town that's kind of run down, maybe upstate New York, run okay. down kind of thing. And then uh, uh, they've got a Stay Puft Marshmallow ad. All right. It's kind of like bewildered and run down. And then a rusty, dirt-covered, fucked-up Ecto-1. All right. Which are like, which in the teaser, they kind of had that yeah. like, under a sheet. But now it's like out on a dirt road. Okay. So that's a thing. And it's happening. All right. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's yeah. I'm excited. It's yeah. still one of those, like, I'll believe it when I see it, but at least they're actually working on it. Yeah. I'd, uh, from what I'd heard, it's they're they're also trying to possibly get the um, the women from the all female version to either do cameos or be their characters again, sort of like acknowledging that they're in universe. But they're not. But they're not. Yeah, we know but, for a fact they're yeah, not because they're, we saw original Ghostbusters show up, and there's no mention of the yeah. original goddamn Ghostbusters in that whole fucking movie. Yeah. In the same goddamn city. Yeah. So they're not in universe. It's yeah. an alternate universe. Yeah, it's like they broke the universe and the regular universe is trying to welcome them in, I guess. Here's the thing. I like <laughs> or, that. Or maybe they could do cameo roles like the right. old generation did in their movie. Yeah. You know? uh, not to go on a huge tangent, I didn't hate the, the rebooted Ghostbusters. No, it me just neither. didn't need to be a Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, it was a funny movie. It was well, well written. It just wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Yeah, just call it something else. Yeah, it should have just been <laughs> a paranormal investigation mo- like uh, thing. Yeah. Take out the proton packs. Yeah. And the jumpsuits. And it would have been a great movie. I think it would have made a lot more money. And also mm-hmm. not spewed a bunch of shitty white male hate. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, Pro- say, probably like, a little because we live in the world we live right. in, but not nearly as much. That's what I was about to say. If you want to make a Ghostbusters, you know, you can't. Like, sure you can, but I mean, like, it didn't have the Ghostbusters feel. I'll give it you was, one thing. Uh, that movie showed everybody that Chris Hemsworth's fucking funny. Right. And then he got to do Ragnarok. what he wanted to do in Ragnarok, which made it a way better movie and made Thor cool. Which, I mean, you're <laughs> not wrong. So... If, if for nothing else, if you're still one of those people that hates that movie, we got an awesome Thor movie probably because of it. Yeah, so, right, yeah. How about that? But yeah, so I enjoyed it. Fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the, yeah, the, uh, the reboot version. Yeah. Not, not great. Not bad. Yeah. It, was, it was entertaining. I watched it twice. I'll never watch it again. Yeah. Uh, Disney plus has a price point now. I thought they had already did. Was nope. it like five ninety nine or something? I'm sorry. The all right, the bundle has a price point. Oh, is this the uh, the, Hulu the Hulu Disney Plus, Disney yeah. Plus, and ESPN Plus? Oh shit! Okay, which they're bundling sports about, in. But it's yeah, like, which is a weird can thing I to throw not, in. Can I get not the sports? Yeah, <laughs> for less. Well, Hulu, uh, Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus for twelve ninety nine. And okay. considering I'm paying eleven ninety nine right now for Hulu. Yeah. This is a great fucking deal. Yeah, it's a dollar extra for <laughs> yeah, a thing yeah. you're going to watch the shit out if, of and a thing you're not. If anyone out there wants my Disney Plus login, let me know. You can have it because it's so fucking cheap. That's great. Yeah. I'll share it with all of our listeners. Yeah. I'm sure that works. Oh, man. Uh, that's uh, happening. 
Yeah. Which is smart. I mean, like, you know, you know how like drug dealers give you the little taste for free? <laughs> That's smart. Because everyone's gonna get addicted to Disney Plus and they're gonna mm-hmm. jack it up to a thousand dollars a month and we're all gonna have to fucking pay it. Yep. And that's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you want to continue watching all of the things you love? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't own that before. Now we own that. We you own have to everything. pay us to Speaking watch it. Speaking of them owning things we love, Disney <laughs> CEO Bob Iger conform, conforms. Confirms. <laughs> he does not conform. He confirms four <laughs> reboots of Fox properties as movies in the works for Disney+. Plus. Oh, God the damn. four movies right. they're going to be Hit doing. Me. Oddly, Cheaper by the Dozen and Diary, uh, Diarrhea, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, um, okay. which nobody needs. And then yeah. two other reboot movies, Night at the Museum okay. and Home Alone. Okay. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Weird picks out of all Fox movies. All right. Weird picks. There's some like executive was like, these are the four movies that I personally love out of the Fox catalog. And they were like, we're making them again. Right. And it's not like <laughs> any of these were like, I mean, you know, Night at the Museum and Home Alone were blockbusters, but it's not like any of the four like are standout yeah. gigantic well, fucking. Yeah, I, I guess I can kind of see that they're like, they're all very family friendly, family yeah, oriented true. kind of, you know, Home Alone kids movies. Home Alone one is not family friendly when you go no. back and watch it. No, but I mean, it was for a, the time. It used to get a least. lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they, they advertised it as at the time. But yeah, I, I could see them taking like the the kid friendly, family friendly stuff and doing new versions of it for their Disney Plus. Yeah. And then you know making a new Aliens for Hulu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, rumor time. Ooh. The rumor is that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh-huh. uh, was directed and shot in a way that is uh, positive or like working towards the Netflix miniseries. Oh. That because Quentin Okay, because he already eight. did the Hateful Eight one. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that was just because he had shot so much. Yeah. That if, if you don't know, we talked about before, but the Hateful Eight uh, mm-hmm. movie became this four-part hour-long miniseries. Yeah. So basically a four-hour cut of the movie cut into episodes. Yeah. But Quentin liked it so much that he kind of had that in mind while shooting... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which that might explain why it's a lot so of sense. Slow. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because it's like, here's five minutes of Brad Pitt driving. Yeah. Oh, we're trying to pad out four hours. That makes sense. Right. And that's why yeah. it's so fucking slow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the miniseries will have a plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. Probably not. But, but yeah. it, it might be paced better. Mm. Ironically, at yeah. four hours, yeah, might be paced better. That's very true. Uh, That's and then yeah. I read a it whole has other the pacing of a thing that should last four hours. Right. And I read a whole other article about how the Bruce Lee scene is supposed to be super, super longer. Like they felt mm. a ton of shit for it. So okay. imagine it being a half hour long and like an mm. entire half an episode and that's how you get the pacing the right way is like putting more interesting okay. shit back in that you shot and now it just seems like people paid money for no fucking reason yeah yeah like people like paid a, money to go see a two hour four minute yeah yeah, yeah they saw uh, uh, yeah a two thirds cut yeah. of what was supposed to be a mini series yeah if you're listening I would talk shit but you got one movie left so who cares I wonder if that's one of the reasons he didn't put like the ninth film by, oh, because it's a film 
like a Quentin Tarantino film or right. a film by Quentin Tarantino. It might be the second miniseries by yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, maybe that's his loophole that he gets yeah. two more. Like, you know, you're an artist, you want to make whatever you want, make it. You know, just I yeah, not just my cup of tea. put it put it out as the thing that you meant it to be. Also, Quentin, if you listen, uh, I loved Hateful Eight. I've watched it a billion times, <laughs> yeah. and you're a genius. Can uh, confirm. Yeah. But, well, you know, the, the you watching it a bunch of times part. Yeah, fuck once upon a time. <laughs> uh, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Shittiest opening in Fast and Furious oh, history. Oh, shit. Shittiest opening I literally just saw some clickbait title going like, Hobbs and Shaw, the future of Fast franchise. Well, the, I haven't seen it yet, but they set it up for like a bunch of different franchises to like uh, scrap okay. off of it. It's supposed to be like a like they're almost Marvel-like movie universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but they started with the Avengers first, and now they want to go into solo films. Right. <laughs> so uh, the worst person performing opening of a Fast and Furious movie was 2009's Fast and Furious. God damn. So the first one. No. Oh. Uh, oh, so Fast and Furious as opposed to The Fast and shit, The uh, Furious. Yeah, yeah, not The okay. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Now I gotta look it up. Now I feel like... It yeah, what's, what's the actual title when of the 2009 the fast... movie? Because <laughs> they all have variations of the same goddamn title. There's no way that movie came out in 2009. No. So Fast and Furious came out in 2001. So the one that's just called Fast and Furious came okay. out in 2009. So sans the thes. Right. Because it was <laughs> so Fast was Five. That the fourth more one, faster, I guess? More faster, more furiouser. Uh, yeah, because what, three Fast was and Tokyo Drift? <laughs> yeah, so three was Tokyo Drift, I Which think. Which everyone came Which everybody was like, it. nah. And then the fourth one came out and wasn't no, the cool was new Tokyo, stuff. Wasn't it? I don't remember. Maybe it wasn't. It doesn't matter. There's too many of these guys. The one that was called Fast and Furious. (laughs) That one uh, uh, had had a $70 million opening weekend, which was the shittiest in the entire series, including the first one. Yeah. Which Uh, I imagine at that point, being movie three or four or whatever, they they were up in the budget. So that probably was not good for them. And then Hobbs and Shaw came in with all that star power and the motherfucking rock at $60 million. Dale. So ten million Ooh. less, uh, which right. is a big deal. So like a lot of their plans yeah. are now in the share, which is weird because they did so much advertising for this fucking film. Oh my film. god, yeah, and which like they weren't. Think, maybe yeah, it just sucks. They weren't going up against like a big Marvel or a Star Wars or something no, either. Nothing around. They it. were in like what the third week of the Lion King was their yeah, competition. Farewell, but mm. yeah, I don't know. They just right. they just shipped the bet on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Um, that's yeah, it. Maybe it was the people uh, telling them to stay in their lane. Uh, uh, you're welcome. You're fired. <laughs> um, Bring Mason back. Where's Mason? <laughs> uh, Amazon. Working on a TV series. Yeah. yeah. Based on the film. <laughs> Event Horizon. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about this. Like, that is a movie that like... Uh, didn't make me actually shit my pants when I saw it as a, as a child, but metaphorically made me shit my pants when I saw it. I loved it when I was a kid and saw it in theaters. That my movie dad was fucked up. gave me um, nightmares. I should not have seen that movie in theaters. That movie is did. probably one of the reasons why I do not like to go watch horror movies. Okay. Uh, I love that Horizon. What a weird fucking random cult classic <laughs> yeah. to grab and make a series of. Yeah. There is no shark big enough that has ever existed <laughs> to jump at this point. 
it. Y'all will make a fucking series and movies out of anything. Oh, like, I yeah. thought it was weird to make a Tom and Jerry movie. And then they fucking yeah. one-upped and said, here's an entire TV series based on the movie Event Fucking Horizon. At least Tom and Jerry. Sam. Yeah, at least Tom and Jerry was on TV yeah. for like 50 years. With Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park. Like, weirdly hugging his half-naked zombie girlfriend that's like part of the <laughs> yeah. ship now like yeah god fucking, that's a fucking weird ass movie i think i do think the part of the weirdest part of that movie that sticks with me is when they're <laughs> about to like the whole solution to the idea is like okay the ship's on it how do we get away let's blow it in half and drive half of it back home as if blowing <laughs> yeah. the ship in half will make it not haunted. So they're in the back. Yeah. They're in the ass Hey, guys, let's make sure all the ghosts and weird shit are on the other side yeah, of the ship. Yeah, make sure the ghosts are the... It's like saying my house is haunted. I'm going to blow up the addition. <laughs> like, so, so, but all the oxygen tanks are in the back. So I just remember there's a frantic scene where they're pulling all these oxygen tags. Like, like however many it was. Like, 16. We need 16. You want to breathe on the way home, don't you? 16. And I'm just like... It's the same shit. Why are there no escape pods? Just, yeah. This is a bad... I mean, even even the International Space Station that we have has an escape pod. Yeah. Fucking That's ridiculous. Escape pods are a thing. All right. That happens. All right. Uh, moving on from that. It's, it's a thing. I'm going to watch it, of course. Um, the Snyder Cut. Yes. The Justice League Snyder yet Cut. yet again. Still in the news. There's two pieces of news. One... Uh, Kevin Smith says it exists. Yeah. Not that he has seen it. He says no. that he's talked to enough people in the industry yep. and that ten, like tangen- tangentially, yeah, tangentially have, confirmed. Yeah, that yeah, it exists. But the problem is, it is not ready for mass consumption because a lot yeah. of the visual effects it's like are like a in. work print. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of green screen still in it. Yeah, it was like when the um, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine leaked. Back oh, in the day, that. and it it still had a bunch of like green screen shots or oh. like like real bad versions of the claws that were like clearly first run, right. you know, just placeholder, you know, <laughs> all sporks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it exists, uh, and then a whole bunch of visual effects artists got together and kind of like came up with like how much they think it's going to cost. It's probably <laughs> thirty to forty million dollars to release mm. this cut of the movie. Uh, but I, I did not fucking know this. That there is such a fan initiative yeah. coming on, and I don't think it was a Kickstarter. I think it was like a GoFundMe or something where they yeah. started raising money, that, and they've raised a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Towards just and like they took half of it and gave it to suicide prevention. Okay, I don't know why, but they did. All right, I'm and for the it. Half, they used they did a whole thing. At, oh, huh. is because uh, the reason Snyder didn't finish the film was because somebody in his family. Oh, yeah, that's why he didn't finish. Yeah, it? yeah, he wasn't he wasn't fired oh. off the movie. He he literally had like a family thing he needed to. I did not know that. Yeah, okay, well that's that's why they called so Joss they, Whedon in. Got it. So they gave half to that. I mean, they had uh, billboards in San Diego during the Comic Con. Mm. They had a booth at the convention, <laughs> and they had a plane fly around with a banner. Oh my god! Uh, just about like give us the goddamn Snyder cut. Yeah, I saw somewhere there was a uh, they put out like bus stop billboard ads too fucking insane like, yeah that's gotta feel good as a director that's been shit on <laughs> yeah, so right. much that like they raise this much money like if y'all had just gone to see my fucking movies maybe we wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. in this goddamn position but yeah. it's coming hopefully yeah. I think with that much interest they have to make it 
Yeah. I mean, they throw money at real stupid fucking movies at DC. Oh, Give us fuck, the goddamn yeah. Snyder Cut. I'll buy yep. it. I mean, how much money have they probably already thrown at the Cyborg and Flash movies that we're never going to see? Right, exactly. <laughs> Just give us the goddamn cuts. Just put it on DVD, Blu-ray, yeah. we'll watch it. Yep. But I yep. wonder how many movies that Marvel's going to put out between the last DC movie and the next one. <laughs> oh, like between Shazam and whatever their next one is? Yeah, was it Shazam or Aquaman that was the, the latest? Shazam was the last one. Um, Wasn't it? uh, I think Aquaman maybe came out after. You keep talking, I'm going to look it up. But, yeah, at the rate that they had announced movies that they were doing, I think they were already going to be doing them at a smaller rate than Marvel. Like, Marvel was doing three a year, um, and DC was planning on, like, maybe two a year. But they keep stopped, like, canceling movies (laughs) that they were going to do. Like, the Flash movie was supposed to come out for a while. Uh, Aquaman probably took another like year after they announced it was supposed to come Aquaman out. Aquaman released 2018. Shazam released 2019. Nah, you Fuck are correct. You. All right, fair enough. I work at a movie theater. <laughs> I saw both of them. I just no. apparently didn't remember I which didn't order. I didn't see Aquaman. I thought it looked <laughs> yeah. stupid. I, it was actually a pretty pretty fun time. All right. Yeah. Not not great, but entertaining. Good, not great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, we're on to our last piece of news. It's a piece of Marvel news, which has nothing to do with MCU, which I'm excited about. All right. Uh, Venom 2 officially has a director. Yeah. It will be Andy Serkis yeah. of Chimpanzee fame. Yes. Because <laughs> um, didn't he direct the non-Disney Jungle Book? Yes, he did. That was like the photorealistic version without yes. the songs? Correct. Yeah. So I guess he's, you know, he's got directing in them yeah it's and it's not really a motion cat movie but like where it's at uh yeah. still no confirmation that woody harrelson is returning as carnage oh, okay. everyone is assuming that he's returning yeah i i feel like he wouldn't have done the cameo at the end right without them having already planned out like hey if we're doing a next one you're gonna be this character yeah like that's the Agreed. whole purpose for doing the scene all right how about an interview <laughs> You want to hear an interview? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a fucking while. Nice. Uh, it's not Owen Edgerton, believe it or not. Yay. Uh, <laughs> New people. Jonathan McMahon, who is, uh worked with me on the Star Wars May the 4th Be With Y'all celebration. Yeah. Uh, ultra fan film who in the first month of Galaxy's Edge being open, he went three times. Nice. He's also an investor and tangentially works with uh, Legion M and has some insider information on some of the shit they're coming out with. So here's my scoops. interview with <laughs> Scoops. <laughs> what a scoop. Uh, here's my um really lack. I want to say this really lackluster. <laughs> He's a very low energy dude, and he kind of sucks the energy out of a room, which I really like about him. Um, so here's our very low energy interview uh, with Jonathan McMahon. Hi everyone, I'm here with Jonathan McMahon, otherwise known as Johnny Dirty Pants. Yeah. Uh, he works with Legion M. He's a film enthusiast, and uh, he's part of the crew that does Star Wars Day. Yeah. Which is fun. And we did that together. Silverlight Creative. Silverlight Creative. Yeah. I'm not on the board of that. I should be. You should. But I'm not. You're coming to the next board meeting. When, when's that? I think it's like next week. Oh, then probably I should come. Anyway, hi. This is Riveting Podcast. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. Um, So you recently got back from a trip from LA. Yeah. I assume you went back to Star Wars land. I did my third time there. Why? It's only been open for like four days. Yeah. <laughs> Three times? Yeah. I heard that like the rest of the whole park is like a fucking ghost land. So it was like that 
the first weekend that I was there. The first two times I went was on the in the same trip, right? Um, and for sure, everybody was there for Galaxy's Wars, Edge, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, because I was staying on the property, I got in an hour early, the magic hour they call it. And so I was finished with both of the other parks by nine thirty a.m. That's 10 crazy. And then you just kind of, you know. Do How much money do you think it would be to like rent out Disneyland for a birthday party? Uh, I think I've, um, I think I've heard the number, but it's it's something insane. It has to be a million dollars. Yeah, it has to be. They do do events. They do special events for big companies. Know, companies. Yeah. Like AT and T once an entire day. Right. Um, and Disney, of course, when they have special events, they'll like close down the rest of the. Park, park to visitors and then you get like a special all right pass to go in and, all right, and while you were out there you also because you're you're kind con- you're ten, ten, tangentially involved in legion m yeah uh, I'm, I'm an investor i'm, I'm right. very close with them now, I, I get uh emails all the time for them yeah. trying to get me to invest yeah um is it worth being in for those that aren't in the know legion m is a fan-owned film studio that has done some they did um colossal right right uh, what are some of the other they films? They helped put out Colossal with, with Neon, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, they did uh, Bad Samaritan. I don't know if anybody saw Mandy. Oh, uh, yeah. Spectre Everyone Visions, knows Mandy. Mandy. Fucking Nick Cage. Yeah. 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 So we did the you know the opening night party for that at Sundance, and everybody was hanging out. Uh, Nick Cage brought Vince Neil with, and it was a, it was a fun time. That's neat. Yeah. Use your outdoor voice when you're on the podcast. Okay. That's bad. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah. And that's, that's where we all fell in love with Cheddar Goblin was at Sundance. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then you got to visit the set of the reboot. Is that uh, what happened? I have not visited the set. Uh, a number of fans have. That uh-huh. was a, one of a perk. One got of the it. perks like Legion M offered as they kind of had a drawing and, a few fans, uh, fans got to be in the film. And we're uh, talking about Jane Simon Bob, the reboot, which yeah, is kind of cool. And my whole it. life is geared towards trying to be more like Kevin Smith and meet Kevin Smith and touch Kevin Smith and suck Kevin Smith's dick. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, you, uh, I should have invested. I'm going to try to make that happen for you as we're best gonna I can. We're going to try real hard because yeah. he's coming to town November 1st. I did get to meet him, though, a couple weeks ago. All right, now, tell that story. Okay, so I was at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Legion M was out there promoting two films, right? The, right. Uh, this uh, uh, alien documentary called Memory. Which and, is debuting at Fantastic Fest? Uh, it debuted at Sundance, I believe. Okay. Uh, but it will be at, at Fantastic Fest. Got it. It, 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 uh, it was announced last week during the first wave of programming. Hot so damn. We are very excited about that. So we had that there and we screened that. Uh, that's a good one can talk about that a little bit but um we were also there promoting jay and silent bob's uh reboot um which so we had a we had a hall h panel which was a lot of fun and Mm -hmm. uh, we brought a piece of the set with us to san diego we put the quick stop uh facade in front of our so i thought you had flown out to jersey so that you hadn't it was just the quick stop that set was built in uh, New Orleans, so the sh- it's not it's not being shot in New Jersey. It's being shot. That's in New Orleans, fucking insane because one he owns the Quick Stop. Yeah, 
So it'd be really easy for him to shoot out in front of it. Right. And two, to rebuild the entire front of just a random convenience store yeah. from New Jersey is, but I, I did know they were in New Orleans. Shooting. Yeah. So they that's were crazy. Or, uh, yeah, I think they were in, uh, yeah, it was New Orleans. And that's one of the reasons, you know, he was able to get all these new, uh, you know, all these, um, cameos to happen in the film is because he was shooting during Mardi Gras and all these celebrities wanted yeah. to come hang out so during, Mardi during Gras. principal photography it was Chewbacca yeah which I think I've talked go. about in this podcast which is basically nerdy Mardi Gras in New Orleans this giant three and a half hour Star Wars sci-fi horror theme parade and I knew they were doing principal t- photography because Brian O'Halloran was the grand marshal of the parade right uh, which was really neat. And he got up on stage at the after party. He was like, I'm here shooting, shooting the James on the Bob movie. And, yep. like, and he's not in any of the trailers. Which no, is there, there's going to be so many surprises. cameos and surprises. Cause, because they were shooting in New Orleans and, you know, New Orleans isn't super far from other cities where they shoot a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, people just kind of flew in for the weekends to, Smart. to, to do their things and, you know, or. Between. He was uh, really drunk at the after party and screaming at my band while we played at Chewbacca's. And he just kept going, go drums! Go pointing at me, that's go you. drums! That's me, I'm the yeah, drummer. Yeah, you are. That made me really, really happy. Oh, man. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I need to go out to New Orleans Everyone should often. go to Chewbacca's. Yeah. Uh, it is a nerd's wet dream. Is it... Uh, is it like the week after or before? Before. It's, it's right before Mardi, before Mardi Gras. Because a lot of locals leave for Mardi Gras because it's so fucking right. intense. But this is more of like a family-friendly version, too. Because okay. Mardi Gras is, you know, all about the boobies. Right. You know, it's you throwing beads right. and flashing. Right. This is more like, hey, look at this. Look at those 12, it's... eight-foot-tall Chewbacca's in neon colors. That sounds, I mean, that's more up my alley. But I mean, I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. <laughs> you like Chewbacca more than you like boobs? I, you know, now that I think about it, I regret saying that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Take backs, about... you can edit that out, right? No, I don't edit this podcast, no oh, matter what. Jesus. That's okay. why we keep losing sponsors. Oh. All right. So tell me, <laughs> tell me about the Alien documentary. Uh, it's it's really good. Uh, it's you know by the uh, the guy who did the um, uh, the psycho documentary that came out mm-hmm. a couple uh, years ago. Like that three or four years. Year. Um, and uh, it's basically it's uh, he's kind of giving the almost the the Joseph Campbell treatment to Alien. He's connecting it to myths and. Legends of, of, of yore, right? Okay. And kind of drawing, you know, making those connections for this film. It's and it's and it's a great, uh, it's just a great documentary on the progression of how the the film came to be. It even goes into the whole Jodorowsky thing, and how Jodorowsky's Dune basically led to. Are you pronouncing the, that the right way? I don't know. Jodorowsky, okay. Jodorowsky. Okay, how I, do you I, say it? I uh, I don't I don't you think don't like that. say it. Yeah, I don't just don't. I just call it Dune. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know it's just Dune. Dune, yeah. Yeah, I say Dune. Okay, but yeah. <laughs> what is uh, you came with notes, and I've never seen anyone do that. You came very prepared. Well, no, I just came like thinking of things that I've I've seen and over the last month or so. 
That's good. Um, because I primarily know you as like like a super uber Star Wars fan. Yeah. Because you and Stephanie uh, are Silverlight Creative, basically. Right. Is it just the two of you? Who else is on the board, or is it just two? There's Rob. Oh, he doesn't count. He doesn't even talk. <laughs> and then you threw the celebration called Star Wars Day, which is um, yeah. on May the 4th. May the 4th be with y'all. May the 4th be with y'all. Texas. Which is what it's really called. Yeah, right. I keep calling it Star Wars Day. I pretend, I pretend to be from Texas, but I'm not. Where are you originally from? I'm from Chicago. Gross. Yeah. I've Sorry. only I've lived in Texas for seven years. Okay. I've been here for just about 10 from Philly. So okay. some camaraderie there. Yeah, a little bit. Big city. Understand um, each other. But we threw this gigantic celebration of Star Wars that was fucking insane. It had the brother Whoa. I just sneezed. Um on a podcast. So uh the um we had Star Wars Burlesque, we yep. had uh costume contest, we had giant props made. Yeah. We had a uh, blast doors, interior Star Wars uh features, Our we had show. Snoke's throne. A what show? Art show. Art show, yeah. A whole fucking art show. Cookies. Pet parade. Oh, yeah, the pet parade. And then there was horses, but they didn't actually do the parade. They just kind of hung out. But then stormtroopers got on horses, which is perfect yeah. for our theme. Yeah. yeah. Texas Star Wars. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a good time. We're hoping to do it again. And Bigger. Better. bigger every year. I wanted to get so big that Star Wars people start coming out. Like, we could just get yeah. Hayden Christensen to come. Oh, that would be Be cool. our grand marshal. Yeah. That would be pretty neat. I, I I joke that Star Wars 3 is my favorite Star Wars. It's nobody's favorite Star Wars. But I do fucking love that last fight. And like the Facebook page for this podcast yeah. is like 90% memes of the, the final fight of Star Wars episode Just three. the twirling lightsaber. The twirling lightsaber. More like the fight between. Mi- missing more each like other. More like the you and my brother Anakin. Yeah. Just that whole thing. I yeah. think about it probably 12 times a day. That fight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I'm, why. I don't think about it that much. I think I think about my dislike for uh, episode one quite quite often. See, I was young and, when it came out, so I was like, "All right, okay. I'm kind of sold." I like Darth Maul. I like pod racing. Yeah. See, and I know people who who uh, who dislike Attack of the Clones much more than than the fan because of the love story. I don't know. I think it's. For for them, it's it's everything. They just think the whole film doesn't work and doesn't make sense. All right, that's fair. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about what I don't like about Star Wars. Really? Because when you really dissect, it's a pretty it, negative podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. When you really get into it, there are things you know that annoy the shit. See, I grew up a Star Wars. Trek fan, ah. and I actively hated Star Wars growing up. Ah, see? I actively hated it. I, and it wasn't until my adult life that I started appreciating it and then really becoming a Star Wars fan. I was a Star Wars... I I grew up a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Then I was into Next Generation because I, I watched that as it was right happening. airing. And then... And my uncle was in it. He was... Uh, what? Yeah. My uncle was... Who was uh, your uncle? Uh, he was, you know, an extra in Hollywood. He did a lot of extra and featured extra stuff in Hollywood in the 90s and so he was the Cardassian I, I almost said Kardashian the Cardassian that injects Picard in the neck with truth serum <gasps> no yeah when he's being interrogated yeah in the episode chain of command part one yeah holy fucking shit yeah that's my uncle 
Your uncle was a Cardassian? Yeah, I used to have this calendar. He made me a calendar. There was just one picture on the calendar. It was him in makeup. What? And then it was like all the months Is your uncle still alive? Yeah, he's... he's, I want to meet him one day. Yeah, he's he's up in Chicago. Uh, That's fucking insane. Yeah. He was, you know, I have his cone from Coneheads. He He was was, in Coneheads? Yeah, he was in Coneheads. What else did he do? Um, you know, he he was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Was he a student? He was in that like uh, parade. That parade. That like, uh, that's a lot of extras. Right. Exactly. I think that's kind of how he got into it, as he started doing extra work in, in Chicago, Chicago, and then he moved out. Abe Froben. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get over it. So Chain of Command uh, is my favorite Next Generation episode, part one and two. And like there bar you go. none. Bar none. So yeah, you go home, watch it. And that's my uncle doing the the sticking, doing uh, the sticking. Yeah, just sticking it to poor Picard. Yeah. Speaking of which, have yeah. you have you talked? Have you seen the Picard trailer? I've only seen it uh, four million times. Oh, okay. I haven't. I haven't been really not enough to sink in. Yet. It. Yeah, I've been trying to convince the guy that owns this podcast network because he's a big next gen fan, Dan Benjamin, uh, that we should do a Picard Watch podcast. Yeah. But he's like, I do like eighty billion podcasts. I'm like, just do one more. Yeah, I can't do it on this one because it's five by five at the movies, not five by five at the television. Yeah, I, I I think out of SDCC that trailer, I think got a lot of. People were more hyped about that. Of course than, they were. Seven they were, of nine is back. Than they were about some of the Marvel news. I mean, right. that was just like the word on the street. Well, we're on Marvel fatigue right now. I think so. It's a little bit, it feels a little bit like, oh, well, we got through that. We got through the Infinity and Saga. Now it's phase one. So you were at SDCC. 20, yeah. And uh, what did you get me at SDCC? I assume you brought me some sort of gift back. Uh, let me see. Uh, you know, I think I left stuff in the car. Damn it. I'll be uh, right back. There were some Lego kits. I, I should have told you. There were some Lego kits online there. I, I try, you know, you have to enter lotteries to get, uh, what? to get exclusives. I didn't know that. Yeah. So some, some companies you can just walk up and buy stuff. Like, you know, right. I'm wearing this beautiful... Mondo shirt. Mondo Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey shirt. Mondo Tees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a Mondo Tee from mm-hmm. Mondo Tees. Uh, and even, I mean, they have one of the longest lines. I believe that. At the convention. Um, and, but but then for things like Hasbro and Funko and Mattel. Um, so they don't make enough for all attendees. Like you literally have to enter a li- lottery. Yeah. Just for the privilege of buying their shit yes god damn it we're yes. fucking nerds yeah god and this lego, world is terrible lego's one of those ones where you have to i believe it and sometimes they make you spin a wheel so you can't even choose the thing you like uh, for the minifigs right so that the, they're just like kind of randomly given out damn and it's kind of a bummer i like i i love going to sdcc i go every year legion m always has a big presence there now mm-hmm. and so uh like you know, last year when we had Mandy, we had boxes of Cheddar Goblin, and we had right. the Beast, you know, the big mm-hmm. axe that people could get their pictures with and stuff. And uh, and this year we had all the Jay and Silent Bob stuff and the Alien stuff. But um, anyways, I I love going, and uh, it's just, but it, it's like it it's such a hassle. And I have so many friends who are like, bring me this specific thing. I'm like, okay, but here's 
here's the deal. It's ultra competitive to get that. Right. That's what I would have thought. Like if I've been like, Hey, go get me this Lego. I would think just walk to the fucking table and buy me the Lego. Yeah. But it's not, it sounds like it's a couple hours worth of bullshit to get one Lego. The, they've changed it now. So you, you apply for the lottery online. Right. And then you either get it or you don't. They don't, you know, they don't even really tell you which one they say, okay, go back to your, you know, login and see which ones you won. And you have to appear at that like exact time. What if it's two exact times? Do you have to pick one? Yeah. That sucks. And you have to stand in line still. Right. You're not guaranteed to get the thing you want. You're just guaranteed to buy something. You're guaranteed a spot in line. God damn. That's all you're guaranteed. What a sca- That's why I don't really like amusement parks, because I feel like I'm spending a lot of money to go stand in lines. Yeah. And I fucking hate standing in lines. It's so triggering to my mental health. Yeah. You know, uh, at Galaxy's Edge, Disney did a really good job at crowd control. They only let in like a thousand people at a time, right? Yeah, something like that. Every couple hours, they'd let in uh, about every two or three hours. So there was always one or two hours in the beginning of your reservation at the end of the reservation where there was like an overlap got it and that was that was like the worst time to get in line for something although lightsaber or something yeah they give you these colored wristbands Uh uh-huh so if the stormtroopers would see that you had the wrong color wristband during you know if you were if you had bled over into the subsequent you know um reservation period they'd arrest you and escort you out would they um, put cuffs on you? You know, I That'd be I don't amazing. Know. I would love to I put... think they just make you put your hands behind your head and then Aww. they make you kneel. Now, I know that there's like... Okay, so hear me out because my first instinct is how to scam this. Because I know like they have like... Disney is all about like not crying kids and stuff. And uh-huh. like, like they'll do like go... Like I would just bring a kid and be like, as soon as they try to arrest you, just start crying. Yeah. Just start crying and maybe they'll let you stay and we can just stay here all fucking day. The, the, the easiest way to do it, uh-huh. which I'm going to get in so much trouble probably for saying... Break uh, your wristband off? Uh, just wear long sleeves. Oh shit! I didn't even think about That's that. That's all. So when I was there, the when it opened, it was like in the sixties, low seventies. It right. was pretty Gorgeous perfect out. weather. It was a little overcast, so the sun wasn't beating down on us. Uh, but I, I, you know, I wore like a flannel shirt over, you know, the rest, you know, my whatever nerdy Star Wars shirt I was wearing. Right. And you know, I just sort of. I got in. I got into the Millennium Falcon line because they're not going to kick you out of line if you're already right in it. So and just you know wore the wristband. They're they've they've stopped doing. They're not doing that anymore. They're not doing that reservation system. Now it's a free for all. Great. So what's it like sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon? It's pretty cool. They've you know this is like ultra nerdy, but it's different. They've changed it so it can accommodate six people instead, instead of four. four yeah and i saw that uh the configurations are a little different you have you know each person has their own job to fill right you know, i saw that i saw a video execute during the 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 mission and you know lights and buttons you know flash, flash and that's press. how you know when to to do things and if you're a gunner you can actually choose automatic targeting cool and that is there is there still accuracy. pilot control stick for the person in front or not really? There's two. So one pilot controls the up and down, and one controls the, the right and left. Right. Yeah. Cool. And um, 
it's when it sucked. So you really have to like be, you know, in in tune with your co-pilot. Yeah, wouldn't it suck to wait in line though and not be one of the people driving it to be like in that sixth spot? I remember when I was a kid, I went to Universal Studios, and all I cared about, all I fucking cared about, going from Philly to California, is the Back to the Future ride, and I didn't get to sit in the front of the DeLorean, Uh, and I was so fucking pissed off. Dude, the eight years old. And and here's the thing: if you're an engineer on on the Millennium Falcon on right. Smuggler's Run, uh, your main job is to shoot a harpoon, mm. and it happens I don't know once or maybe twice. I don't. Lame. I've never been the engineer. I've always been the pilot or the gunner. You piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> because even when I rode with strangers, right. I was like. Do you do you guys mind? No, I I wasn't like that. Yes, you were. There Don't are, lie. Yes, you were. There are people who are afraid to be the pilot because right, they, they don't want to fuck up. Yeah, and they don't want to be blamed. But so is this a ride where you could just crash it into the ground and then your ride's over? Uh, no. So somebody just uh, uh, Peter Soretta from Slashville. Uh-huh. He just he just stress t- tested it like he, him and his crew crashed it every possible way they could and they didn't fire when they were supposed to and they okay great that's what i want to know and it still it still went through but they were they were paid negative credits so they had credits taken out of their uh account on their on their apps on their phones because what yeah so there's there's an what yeah like your star wars dollars that you buy stuff yeah like you, you did a ride so bad they charged you for sucking so bad. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking scam. It's not. It's not real money. It's Star Wars money. There is real money though. They do have a, a local currency that right. you can buy and load it up with money, and you can use it in any anywhere in the park. Right. I think you could even use it at like a Disney store. Credits don't work on me. Own yeah. me money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can buy. It's uh, the. Uh, the Batuan Spira or whatever okay. is the name of them. Well, that's fucking interesting. Yeah. There's all kinds of cool stuff. It's it's pretty immersive. I The only thing I'm really critical of is that there's no aliens walking around or anything right. like that. All the, 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 the staff, the cast members, they call them, they're all in character. But, but it's, human. It's kind of like going to a Ren Fest, right? Like, right. It's... You know that's that's. The well, don't get me started because I fucking love the Ren Fest. Yeah, it's it's to that degree, they're in character. Um, but they there's no even some of these characters that are supposed to own the different shops and right. you know the bar, the cantina, and everything. Right, they're supposed to be aliens, but they're not present at all. Gotcha. In the park, which well, is kind of a Well, that's anachronistic. Yeah. All right. So now that you've been on a, a rebuilt Millennium Falcon, kind of. How difficult is it going to be for us to build a Millennium Falcon for the next May the 4th, y'all? Oh, man. It's going to be hard. Uh, you know, we know there are people out there who have Millennium mm-hmm. Falcon cockpits. And so, we'll, you know, we'll try no, to get... I want to build one because I want us to own it because I want to live at my house when we're not using ah, it. Ah, I see. Well, yeah. And it's big. You know, it would be about the size... Of this room we're in. Which well, is, we're on a podcast, so that doesn't help people. Yeah, so it? it's probably <laughs> you know it it would it would be about eight by ten. Yeah, you know, at least. We, I mean, there was a Snoke's throne, and it was like forty feet tall. So <laughs> it was. If they can build that. Yeah, the Snoke's throne that those guys built for us 
for May the Fourth Be With Y'all was, man, I think it was eight by eight was the footprint. It was a big ten by ten maybe. It was fucking big. It was big. really big, and we had they had to build like a uh, a step to get onto yeah, it because it, it was to scale. It was it was made for somebody who was how big is he? He's like eight feet tall. Yeah, or something at least yeah. In the in the movie, he's not so, human. Yeah, so. You know, all these little kids that were climbing up on it, you know, they, they had to have someone help them or we had to have this big, you know. St- and Bushwick Bill came and sat in it and then he died. Yeah. Man, yeah. That was like, sad. Like less than a month later. Yeah. Way. It was a couple weeks later and then but boom, yeah. he died. We've got pictures of him on the May the 4th be with y'all Some Facebook of the last pictures and, of him. Yeah. And, and our Instagram. Yeah. That's dark. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was. He had a, they had a, he had, a, he brought a dog with him that drove a car. Remember I that? remember that. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. Yeah, a little dog. There is a skateboarding a bulldog that lives in this neighborhood. Really? Named Ruckus. Whoa. Yeah, I know. And he's, he's your spirit animal. <laughs> he is. Uh, but he's been in all sorts of like commercials and TV shows. Like he was on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And he was on Geico. But like I've, every once in a while, you're out here. You see this bulldog just fucking skateboarding past, and just. People are so used to it. It's just so fucking normal. Yeah. And I, every time I'm like, no, that's not normal. I assume that dog was like in Venice Beach or something. Like nope. That. Right across the street. Wow. Yeah. Ruckus the Bulldog. Ruckus the Used bulldog. to come to my coffee shop, Cafe Ruckus, all the time. Oh. He's yeah. like your mascot. They no, were... now it's closed. So he that dog outlived my business. So. Oh. <laughs> oh fuck bad. me. Uh. But you should bring this. This two-headed goat should be the, the. Okay, again, people can't see what we're seeing. Yeah, for, we're in this room that is looks like a sideshow. Yeah, ev- everyone I've done an interview in here has already described it. You don't got to go through the all whole right, thing. They well, know where we are. They know there's a two-headed goat. I'm just fucking with you. All right, let's ask you some questions. I sure. ask all my guests. Let's sure. get into the real fucking nitty-gritty, important fucking shit. When you were a kid, what did you sneak into the movie theater? Um, man, what did I sneak in? Uh, man, boring stuff like soda. I wasn't the guy who snuck in a jar of garlic pickles and con- ate the whole thing, you know, to the right. annoyance of the audience. Right. Uh, yeah, just like Cokes and soda. I was a very, I was kind of a stickler for the rules a little bit. I was. A, oh, you were such a fucking nerd. I was a, um, you know, I believe in movie etiquette. Right, and okay. so it's I can get like, down this with is that. how the theater makes their money is through concessions. When and you like, were a kid, you were like that. Yeah, I was a real God. What a nerdy fucking kid! Yeah. I respect it, but God, what a nerdy fucking kid! Yeah, yeah. So um, that was that was my thing. But no, we would occasionally, you know, sneak in cans of Coke or uh, I don't know, maybe some candy every once in a while. Imagine like going back in time and thinking, oh, two dollars for a soda. Fuck that. Yeah. That's so expensive. I know, right? And now it's like twelve dollars for a soda. It's crazy. It's it's insane. And all the theaters uh, have they have their own strange things, and they all have food. They all have big meals and stuff yep. now. Uh, when I was out in California, I. I went to a movie. It was like the first non-Alamo theater I've been to in months. And it was just like the amount of just like um, fast food available at the concession stand was uh, mind-blowing to me. That's upsetting. Yeah. Well. All right. When you watch movies at home, what's your setup? 
Uh, I have, you know, my TV, and I usually what I'll do is I'll hook up my HDMI to my computer, and then so I have two screens while I watch. Oh, the film. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, and like the same movies going on both screens. Yeah. Why? In two different. I don't know. It's that's that's the weirdest answer. I've got <laughs> so your computer's playing the movie, yeah, and the the TV is playing the movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. fucking. And weird. I'm a cord cutter, so I don't have cable or anything. So that's kind what? of how. And I'd I'd rather watch it. Uh, through my computer than the smart features on my TV. Oh, okay, that makes sense because it's so, easier. Yeah. All right. Um, if I if yeah. I think the screen is too distracting, I'll kind of cover it or turn it around. But for the most part, I just kind of watch them both at the same time. All right. So, yeah. Well, what, uh, what projects are going on in your life that you're excited about right now? Mm, well, um, excited about um, been. I'm I'm excited about the the new Star Wars stuff that we're working on for Alamo and whatnot. Yeah, for oh, Silverlight. Man, what a what a riveting conversationalist. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I I don't know. If we haven't officially announced that stuff. That's fine. So. We're we're planning like a little mini Star Wars celebration. And in then December. I'm, I'm trying to open a, a tiki bar in town here. That's what I'm getting at. Would be that's pretty neat. A, yeah, astounding. When that uh, gets finished, but uh, yeah, that'll be called Quiet Village. Nice. Well, as someone that's opened his own business and failed, I expect to be in the loop on that. Yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, as when things... I was at the Renaissance Fair this past season, uh, at Sherwood Forest Fair, there's all like these different camps mm-hmm. and campsites, and like you kind of go off into the woods at night, and then it's like really scary, and then you, you stumble upon these. It's really fucking magical. And one of the groups was just called Tiki Bar. Okay. Uh, and it was just a tiki themed camp and they had like a 2 a.m. rave for like centaurs and fairies and that doesn't sound very tiki to me no i mean the whole thing was tiki themed though like the bar and like the area okay it's like magical creatures going to a tiki bar that sounds very strange it was one of the most surreal experiences of my life there is this one bar in town where they do uh sort of bizarre tiki um mashups they had like a they're doing a buffy the vampire slayer one that's weird soon yeah they've done a a a reanimator one and i think they did a buckaroo bonsai one once it's it's odd but yeah people love tiki mashups right now it's a big thing that is weird yeah all right well that was a good interview i'm proud of you (laughs) was it you're very eloquent oh thanks you're not no uh but but you are going to help me get try to get an interview with Kevin Smith in November. And sure, that's what, sure. That's what I really, really want. This is just, you know, me fluffing your balls to oh, get okay. to that point. Well, that's all right. Uh, but maybe we'll start doing live shows from your tiki bar when it's open. Yeah, that would be badass. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. And I could drink out of a coconut uh, yeah. while recording I, a podcast. I could bring like one of my Boba Fett coconut. How uh, many Boba Fett coconuts do you have? Um, I think, well, I mean, there's, you know, variants of them. So. Okay. There's multiple kinds. I have more than one Boba Fett tiki mug. I'm not surprised. But... Multiple Darth Vader ones as well. So, yeah. are they going to be like lining the ceiling at your tiki bar? No, I don't think any of those. Those will all stay at my tiki bar at home. But uh, and a you're lot a of my... tiki bar enthusiast. Huh? Yeah, most. Oh yeah, I've been to a lot of tiki bars. Interesting. Yeah, um, I'm a real tiki file. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that the term? Yeah. Awesome. Is there like a whole like subculture and group of that? Yeah. Yeah. There's a Texas Tiki Files uh, Facebook group. and everything. Well, you should go to the Texas Ren Fair and go to the Tiki Bar camp. I guess I should and see all these Tiki Pixies. It's really fucking interesting. Centaurs. Yeah. And uh, at one point, someone had thrown one of those like pack of like powder into the, the fire where it like turns the fire different oh, colors. You know what I'm right. talking about? Yeah. There's yeah. a fire green, then red, then blue. And this guy walked up and he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just watching the fire change colors. And he goes, he was, can I get some of what you're on? He was on something. Well, no, he thought I was. Oh, he thought you were. Yeah, because so I was looking at just the fire. watching the color. Because I'm like, this is amazing. I've never seen a fire turn different colors like this before. Whoa. And he goes... Let me get some. I'm like, get some white. He's like, whatever you're on. Like, I'm not on anything. He's like, get the fuck out of I'm here. I'm just high on life. I was just excited. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to plug? Uh, you know, go see Memory at uh, Fantastic Fest. Yeah. This yeah. show is going to be live during Fantastic Fest. Yeah, I know. Our first uh, live one. And uh, also, you know, go see Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, go see that. It's going to be good. Uh-huh. Bye, everyone. Bye. And we're back. Hey. Ooh, that was... That was low energy, but I like he's a good guy. I like him. Where? All right. Well, anyway, thank you so much, Jonathan McMahon, for being our guest this week. Thanks. And um, uh, I'm basically just fluffing his ball so that I get him <laughs> to help me get an interview with Kevin Smith in November. Um, nice. So we'll see how that works. Yeah. Uh, Stay tuned. Yep. Thank you, Dan Richardson, for being our co-host. Thank, thank you. you so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, criticisms, or spam. Find us on Facebook at 5x5TheMovies. Thank you, Dan, Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5x5 network. We'll see you next week with another 5x5 at the Movies. Roll, Roll credits. credits.